0: Remember, we are all prey here. As one, Grandmother's retainers glanced down at the puddle of blood soaking into the duff of the forest floor. It was all that remained of Regan. Do not step outside the wards, Grandmother said, where I cannot protect you. As if to augment her words, a bestial cry rang out from the forest. Surat, whimpered, and the others shifted uneasily. Grandmother said some appropriate words in memory of Regan. He'd been a good, strong porter, always helpful with camp, and obedient to her every wish and devout in the ways of Second Empire. During their break, he had left them to relieve himself. By necessity, the warding grandmother set when they were stopped for a mere break was not great in circumference. Regan had taken but a couple steps too many past its protection, They heard his scream, its sharp cutoff, and he was gone. Blackvale Forest was dangerous, perhaps the most dangerous place on earth. Grandmother frequently reminded her people of the forest's treachery, but Regan proved that a moment of inattention could be one's last, a harsh lesson to them all. It did not help anyone's flagging spirits that they were lost, again. Grandmother pulled her hood up against the unceasing drizzle, It was late winter, but snow never seemed to reach the ground here. It was as if the whiteness of snow was too pure, too clean, to exist within the darkness of the forest. The drizzle seeped through the canopy of crooked tree boughs and matted clumps of pine needles, and anything that dwelled here lived in perpetual dusk. At night, the blackness was total. Blackvale was the product of conquest and defeat. Long ago, Grandmother's ancestors, led by Mornhaven the Great, sailed from the empire of Arcosia to the shores of the new lands seeking resources and riches. Not only did they find these in abundance, but they also found resistance from the native people who rejected the will of the empire, sparking a hundred years of war. The first land to fall to the empire was the Elysian realm of Argentine which covered the whole of a peninsula that bordered Ullum Bay to the east. Mornhaven made it his capital and renamed it Mornhavonia. At first, his campaigns to quash rebellion and dominate the new lands went well, but then supplies and reinforcements stopped coming from the empire. Abandoned, with dwindling forces and many enemies arrayed against him, Mornhaven fell in defeat. The Saccharidians then walled off the peninsula, trapping within the residue of darkness left behind by Mornhaven. The perversions he created with the art festered here for a millennium. The forest rotted amid Etheria, defiled by the use of the black arts during the war, gripping the land and spreading like a disease, ignored, neglected, and forgotten until an Elysian coveting the residual magical power of the forest breached the dire wall three years ago. Their journey through the forest was not only dangerous, but toilsome. They attempted to follow an ancient road of upheaved cobblestones. Sometimes it vanished into bogs or was swallowed by masses of thorny undergrowth. Patiently, they sought ways around the obstructions, and more than once found themselves led astray along remnants of side roads, or following paths toward traps set by wily predators. This time, an impenetrable thicket of scrubby trees, exhibiting wicked dagger-like thorns, had blocked the road and sent them off course. During trials such as these, Grandmother began to believe their situation hopeless, for she could not even consult the sun or stars for direction in this cloaked, shadowed place. She thought they'd die, Forever lost in the tangled wilderness of the forest. She assumed they might yet. Their chances of survival, even if they found their way back to the road, were not good. She was careful never to convey her doubts to the others. She could not. She must hold them together. They expressed complete faith in her, believed she would bring them through this. But if she fell apart, they'd fall apart too. So she maintained a facade of confidence even though it was a lie. She gazed upon her weary retainers. There were only five of them now. Five, plus her true granddaughter, Lala, who sat upon a slimy log playing string games. Lala never issued any complaint, remained implacable as ever, trusting in her grandmother. To find the road again, grandmother would have to use the art, and do so before Regan's death and fear had a chance to grip her people. From the basket she carried over her wrist, she removed a skein of red yarn and cut a length of it with a knife that hung from her belt. Her fingers were cold and stiff, but moved nimbly to tie knots, and as she did so, she spoke words of power.